I'm going to have you turn in your scriptures today. Glory to God. To the uh, scripture we looked at last night, the 27th chapter of the Psalms. And believe with me as we share some things with you. Hallelujah. And as you're turning, I'll remind you, you don't want to miss tonight. Tonight, uh, well, I don't have a I don't have a full knowledge of what's going to happen tonight, but I know some things. And if you missed it, you might miss half your life. (laughs) Now that you might say you're exaggerating, you're just being sensational to try to. No, no, no. You know, I remember one time Brother Hagen said this. This was in 1993. Um, I had just gone to Bible school there in 1993. Just as good looking then as I was, as I am now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he said, he said, if you miss winter Bible seminar in February, you're going to miss half your life. Wow. Well. The whole world came to Winter Bible Seminar in February. The, the auditorium sat 4,500 people as a normal thing. Balcony in the row. But they were able to fit about another 1,500 chairs in there. Like, so whatever, wherever the front row, they had pews there. Whatever, wherever the front row was, they were able to fit about three or four rows of chairs in front of that. And then all along the sides and then all along in the back and then all of the overflow rooms. And so really we had over 6,000 people there. 1994 Winter Bible Seminar. Where are you going to miss half your life if you miss it? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're waiting to see what Brother Hagen does. And in the morning service he taught on steps to answered prayer. In the evening services he was ministering on uh, loose him and let him go. But nothing that he hadn't preached really before. And, and I was feeling a little bit let down. Because, you know, okay, you're going to miss half your life. And I don't and I've heard that before. <gasps> Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. I heard that before. <laughs> I listened. As a matter of fact, that series on steps to answer prayer was the very first series of his that I had listened to. And that got me hooked on the truth that that of faith and healing and these things. And so I'm thinking, huh, he must have missed it. Or maybe or maybe half my life was learning how to apply the principles of God in these areas. Maybe that was half my life. And, you know, looking back on it. Yeah, that is. If I hadn't learned these things, I'd have about half the life that I have now, you know, in terms of quality. Praise the Lord. So. Hallelujah. Don't miss tonight. You might miss half your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you understand? Okay. All right, all right. You get it. I know you get it. You get it. You get it. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read verse 13 here. Praise the Lord. Psalm 27, 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, it says I had fainted. What's it mean to faint? It means to give out, give up, not make it. To give out. To give up, to not make it. You ain't going to make it unless you believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, what are you going to give up from? What are you going to give out from? 
So many people are giving up on things that were in their heart, things that they desired maybe from a young age, dreams and desires and, and things that you saw when you received Christ and you saw in the word of God. And uh, you said, man, I can have I can have a different kind of life than the people that, that I grew up with. I can have a different kind of life than those around me. But time's gone on. And it looks like it's not happening. Am I the only am I just preaching to me today? Am I the or, or have and anybody else? Have you been there? Been there, been there. You if you give up. You wasted all that time believing for it yeah. that whole time. So we don't want you fainting. We don't want you giving out. We don't want you giving out before you reach the place of fulfillment of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The promises that God's made you, the dreams and desires and things that he's put in your life yeah. are real, yes, are. Yes, are real. Yes, are. Amen. Amen. And uh, you do not have permission to abandon what he said based on what you see. You, you do not have permission to flush. If I can just use that word to just flush down the toilet. Things that were in your heart. And to settle for less. That is that is so much a strategy of the enemy to just get you to settle. To get you to. Well, we really thought we'd have this. But I guess we can get by. With this. Well, isn't that what Jesus said? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they might get by and just barely make it. Come on. No, he didn't. I'm going to come slap somebody this morning. No, he said, I'm come that you might not just dream. Come on. Come on. That you might have. He came so you can have. He came so you can have. What? So that you can have life, life, life. Not talking about biological existence. Life, that word Zoe is the life of God that you can have a higher quality of life. Amen. Give me something to throw somebody. I'm going to I'm going to start pegging people. Boom, boom, boom. That's what I do. <laughs> Looking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. No, I'm not throwing those books. Those are those are precious. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was preaching somewhere. Sometimes somebody hand me an open bottle of water. I just, <laughs> I've come that you might have life more abundantly, abundantly, abundantly. That the word translated abundantly means superior in quality and super abundant in quantity. He came that you might have a superior, super abundant quality of life. And if you can't say amen to that, you should have answered the altar call a few seconds ago. <laughs> All right, you can sit, sit down with yourself. Now, he, he came that you might have that. Abundance of life. Praise God. Well, that's, that's just, that's cute. That's... That's a beautiful illustration. Mm -hmm. Honey, God be more than that to you. There's got to be more than that to you. Jesus paid for every word he spoke. Every word in this Bible has been paid for with blood. Blood has been shed. He didn't. There's no exaggeration in the Bible. If he said it, he meant it. And he'll, he's ready to do it for you. Yep. Glory to God. Now. 
came that you might have life more abundantly. Super abundant in quantity, superior in quality. You know that that Greek word is actually the Greek word perisos. You know what other, you know how that word is also translated? Do you care how that word is also translated? It's translated over in Ephesians 3 as exceedingly abundantly above. Same word, same word, Ephesians 3.20. He came that you might have exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or imagine. But listen, a whole lot of folk, yours truly included, get tempted to faint. Get tempted to give out, get tempted to just give up. And as we were saying last night, but I'm repeating this because you need to hear it more than once. Because yes, uh, I don't have anything else to preach. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the, the temptation is to think, well, that window has closed. Who told you that, by the way? Who told you that? It's not God who's telling you in most cases. Now, it is possible to miss certain windows of opportunity. It's possible to not do your part, to not move with God. But it's listen, God is merciful. He is kind. He is good, good, good. He's a good, good father. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a good, good father. So in order to believe, to see the goodness of God, you have to hear about the goodness of God. And that's why one of one of the assignments he's put on my life is to just go flat proclaim it. You know what I mean? Just just proclaim it. Just slap down those ideas of, well, you know, the economy. Well, you know, this happened. Well, you know, I'm past the age of having children. That's that Sarah had a Sarah had a better excuse than any of us here today. And she was not permitted to abandon what God said based on what her body was saying, based on what the mirror said. How many know the mirror can talk to you? You go look in that mirror and it'll say, turn the lights back out. That's not good. That's right. We need to look in the mirror of the word instead of the mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Glory to God. But do look in the mirror on the wall before you come here. Praise the Lord, because it just helped me. Uh, it just helped me not have to walk by faith so much. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't mean that. You know, I didn't mean that. <laughs> it, it helped your pastor not have to walk by faith. Let her, let her walk by sight a little bit. You know what I mean? Fix it up, clean it up, paint it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. <laughs> what you do? What you do? I'm Praise the Lord. Uh, go over to the 23rd Psalm. You're in Psalm 27. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Do you have your Bibles? I hope you do. Don't trust the screen or I'll, tell, I'll have them turn it off. You know, you've heard Psalm 23, but what's that mean? Nothing. I hear it. I hear it like I've never heard it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Other translations say I shall not lack. 
Oh, you better watch out with that prosperity message. You know, that's not scriptural. Well, the writer of Psalm 23 didn't know that. <laughs> he said, I shall not lack. Not, not, not because I'm going to rob the church members, but because the Lord is my shepherd. What's a shepherd do? Verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Everybody say, he leads me. Say it again. He leads. One more time. He leads me. Beside the still waters, he, le- he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Listen, if he's a shepherd, what's that make us? Sheep. If you see a sheep lying down in green pastures, it's not because he's still hungry. He has eaten and eaten and eaten and eaten. And with, with, a, bunch, with a bunch still in his mouth, he's like, boom. I just got... That is a picture of provision, and it's what God has for you. But you have to be led into it. Amen. you got to follow your shepherd. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. He restores my soul. He leads me. See, see there again. He leads me in right paths. Right paths. Not wrong decisions. Not wrong directions. Right paths. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Why would your cup run over. Why does your cup run over? Because God has a flaw. You thought God was perfect. No. God has a God has a big flaw. You see it all through the Bible. He doesn't know when to stop. That no, that is God's flaw. He doesn't know when to stop. The cup can be full and he keeps pouring. And the angels say, oh, master, should you not <laughs> lift the flow? Come on. Because the cup has hath run over. <laughs> and the Lord says, huh? <laughs> he, he don't know when to stop. He doesn't know when to stop. I mean, uh, I mean, Peter lets Jesus use his boat. And, and Peter said, let, let down the nets for a catch. And he did let down the nets for the catch. And they were filled so much that the nets began to break and the boat began to sink. What is that? That's God's flaw. That's God's flaw. He doesn't recognize when the, the boat's about to sink. Come on, man. Sink. That's very dangerous. It's very dangerous for a boat to be up to about to sink. I had a uh, I, I owned a lake home and along with the lake home. This was in New York when we lived in New York. Actually, I still own that home for about two more weeks. Glory to God. After here, I'm going up, moving out of it. And uh, this lake home on this beautiful lake, there was also the marina uh, attached to it. We owned the marina as well. And uh, long story, but anyhow, one of the boats we had was this pontoon boat that we go out on the lake with. And if you and if too many people sat in the front of the pontoon boat, 
it would dip down and it would take on water. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody would have to run from the front of the boat to the back of the boat <laughs> to get that thing. And then the water would run off. And you'd be okay. We never did sink it. <laughs> but we but we did have other rental boats and uh, like row boats with motors, fishing boats. And they'd rent them out from the marina. And uh, I did have I did have somebody come knock on my door saying, uh, yeah, that boat you rented me. Uh-oh. It's at the bottom. Oh, no. Now, these things had like a four horsepower motor. Like, you know what I mean? Not enough to do anything. And they still managed to sink that boat. Amen. And I had to go unsink it. Yes, I did. Unsink that boat. He wanted a refund for the rest of the hour. No, you ain't getting no refund. You sink my boat. Huh? What's God's problem? He doesn't. He has no regard for the capacity of the vessel being filled. That's your problem. That's your problem. Abraham and Lot had cows and they were walking in the blessing. Abraham was walking in the blessing of Abraham. Isn't that amazing? And he's walking in the blessing and the cows begin to multiply. Two turns into four, turns into eight, turns into 16. That's as high as I can go. Anyhow, (laughs) it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And the Bible says the land could not hold the amount of cows. So the two had to separate. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. The land, the land. Do you understand that? And and maybe maybe here in this town, you could find towns that are more densely developed than than this town. We recognize that it's not a knock against your town. You understand you might like it that way, but you could go to other places that are more densely developed where where people have, you know, the houses that they have. Here's the house and then that's the yard. And it's just a just a little what we call a postage stamp size lot. You know what I mean? Do you understand that's not what where Abraham where he was at the time? It wasn't that densely populated. That, okay, you got three cows, I got three cows, we can't do this here anymore, we got to fight. No, no, no. You're talking, about, you're talking about way early on, land was abundant. And even with all of the, the land, he still, the land couldn't hold the multiple. Why, 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 why? Because God has a flaw. He doesn't know when to stop. When we talk about the goodness of God, we're never talking about a just enough flow. We're never talking about a barely enough supply. Yeah. Anyhow, we was reading, you anoint my head with oil. Remember that? Can we get back to that? Stop interrupting. Okay. We can, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over and what and now let's summarize this whole psalm let's summarize he's leading me into abundance he's my shepherd i don't lack he's amen uh he he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies he anoints my head with oil my cup runs over what is this what is all this surely goodness goodness and mercy follow 
following me all the days of my life. <laughs> now, now there's a song out there. You maybe you do it. I'm not criticizing you, and and it's it's kind of a good song, but really, uh, something about His goodness is running after me. Anybody heard it? Okay, good. But anyhow, it's a popular song. His goodness, his goodness is running after me. He gives you the picture that God's goodness is trying to keep up with. Do you understand that this whole psalm, good as it is, is Old Testament? What's that mean? We're in a new covenant and a better covenant where his goodness isn't trying to chase you down. Uh, we get. We, we, I, I, I got to. I got to pull the reins back. I got to pull it back a little bit. I get too ahead of myself. Amen. I'm gonna chain. Put the. Put my seatbelt on this pulpit here. Glory to God. Goodness. Goodness. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. All the days. What is? What is your cup running over? That's his goodness. What is anointing your head with oil? That's goodness. What is preparing a table for you in the presence, in the presence of your enemies? He prepares. He's prepared. Now, what kind of enemies are you going to face in this in this world? Crazy people. Health problems. Financial problems. That's that's kind of almost it. Relation. You know what I mean? So we could just three relationships. That's the crazy people. That's your own crazy thinking. Right? That's right? Relationships, lack, yeah. health. Those were the three areas Job yeah. was attacked in. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? The enemy attacked his family, attacked his health, attacked his prosperity. Nothing's changed since Job. Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Nothing's changed. The enemy still attacks in those three areas. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What was I saying before we got into that? Anybody remember? Uh, the old covenant. Thank you. Thank you. That's the old, the old covenant. It's, it's, yeah. We're in a better, better, better covenant. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's coming to me. It'll get back to me. But regardless. Amen. Let, let's go, though. Can we? There's a million places. Go, go. Speaking of old covenant, go back to Exodus. Oh, Hallelujah. I'm just getting warmed up. Uh, you might be ready to go, but I'm just getting warmed up here. We're sticking with you like a stamp. Pastor was here a few minutes ago introducing me. And uh, thank you for not reading that thing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, I know you did. Hallelujah. Testing my love walk. But uh, <laughs> she made mention of something that I want I want to piggyback on if I can. She was talking about uh, the glory of God and how the glory of God and the goodness of God are synonymous. Amen. Plus, they mean the same thing. <laughs> okay. So one person got it. All right. Hallelujah. And uh, anyhow, Mo- <laughs> Moses, Moses got a taste of the glory of God, uh, God's presence, and he instantly became an addict. 
an addict. Addict. Do you know addiction is, is a big problem in the Christian community? At least my com- Christian community. If you've ever tasted what the Bible calls the powers of the world to come. It's, it's awfully hard to get off of it. You get hooked instantly. I'm talking about the tangible presence of God. The tangible power of God. His glory. Anybody here you've ever tasted that? And now there's no going back. Nothing will satisfy. And your dosage has to keep going up. Amen. That's me. And I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being sarcastic, right? But, but yes, but on the other hand, it's true. I'm addicted. I'm addicted and, and it's too late for me. I don't want no part of the rest of it. It's too late for me. I can't, I can't even watch. I can't even watch a whole football game. Now, a good, even a good football game, I used to be able to watch the whole thing. Now I can't. Well, first of all, our team is very poor in Denver right now. But, but anyhow, besides that, I, I can't. It just the lack of satisfaction. Right. Yeah. Other things to do. I don't even make it an hour anymore, and I, I gotta go. I gotta go to the to the to the cabinet. <laughs> I got to go to the cabinet and drink. I, 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 nothing satisfies. And so Moses had that problem. How many here have that problem? You're God addicts. Okay, put your hands down. How many could kind of take it or leave it? Oh, no, nobody. How many won't raise your hand no matter what I say, no matter what I do? Your body's here, but the rest of you is elsewhere. <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty. Now, this is just me. This is just me. I, I mean, if I got to come, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I, anyhow, anyhow, I'm not going to go down that road. Praise the Lord. Anyhow, so Moses was dealing with, with that in, in Exodus 33. Hallelujah. And uh, verse 14, the Lord said, my presence shall go with you and I'll give you rest. And verse 15, Moses answered him and said, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not moving. I ain't going. And uh, then they're talking and and Moses kind of gets to the point here in verse 18. And he said, uh, I beseech you, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Moses is like, it's been 15 minutes. I need another fix. I need another hit. I need, I need, show, show me, show me your glory. I want more than what I've had before. I want, you know, as a Christian, it's okay to be greedy. Where the presence of God, where the power of God's concerned, it's okay to say, I want more than what I've had before. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, amen. That's beautiful. No, no, I mean, I mean to really be that way. You betcha. If there was such a thing as spiritual drool, I should be see, I should be seeing, you know, how dogs salivates when you start. At least my dogs. Bentley and Bugsy. Well, because Bugsy Siegel, anybody remember who Bugsy Siegel was? He was a gangster. He probably shouldn't name a dog after him, but I want him to protect. And, and. Bugsy Siegel was a lot of bad things, yeah. but 
One good thing was they said he'd shoot first and ask questions later. Ah. So that's why I wanted a dog that would do that. So. But you even look in the direction of their food, of their food. Come on. And they start. <laughs> they start doing all this stuff. And I mean, you know, they start salivating. Amen. I need to see some spiritual saliva. You know what I'm talking about? So Moses, Moses said, let's stop all this talk, Father. Let's stop all this talk. Show me. Show me your glory. I, I want I want it. I want it. And look what God said. Verse 19. And he said, I will make all my, say it, goodness pass before you. What? What? What did Moses ask for? Not, not, no, not show me your goodness. What do you say? Show me your glory. And what did God say? Yeah, okay, okay. I'll make all my goodness. <laughs> He's that good. Anyhow, he make all his goodness pass before you. Thank you, Jesus. And then this is interesting because God had to tell him how. He said, I'm, you're going to get the unfiltered thing. You're going to get the full flow. Are you ready for this? Verse 20, he said, uh, you can't see my face for, for no man shall see me and live. That's not because God has God's not like the Phantom of the Opera. Do you remember the Phantom of the Opera movie where he didn't want anybody to see his disfigured? It's not that God's face isn't worth looking at. It's that mortality can't can't exist in the face of God. It's to the radiation coming from God. You hear what I'm saying? Would would disintegrate uh -huh. yeah. mortal flesh. Yes. Yes. Moses was still mortal. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. That's why when Jesus up on the mountain of transfiguration, where God glorified himself there, revealed his glory there, <laughs> Jesus had to be temporarily he did. immortalized. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He had, wow. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. Yep. You and I can't take the full, the, you, you and I could not take the full unfiltered radiation coming off of God's glory, presence, goodness. You couldn't take it in this. That's why one day this mortal shall put on immortality so we can handle levels. Because I'm telling you, just in services that we have down here, sometimes there, there's times where. I don't think I can take a whole lot more of that. That's it's it, yeah. It's it gets it gets almost too strong and it overcomes you. And so God's goodness, God's preparing Moses to to show him His goodness. And He said, uh, like I said, verse twenty, you can't see my face and live. And the Lord said, behold, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass when, while my glory or his goodness passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. You won't see my face. You'll see my back parts. Yeah. 
What's the cleft of a rock? It, it's, it's like a crevice, right? Why did God have to put him up against uh, the crevice in a rock? That glory would have launched him into next week. God's goodness would have launched him into next week. I got to put you somewhere with handles. That's why you go on a roller coaster. They strap you in and harness you in and put all that stuff. How many know that God's goodness is more powerful than that roller coaster? Now, this is not pretend here. This is not theory here. We're, we're talking about reality. God had to put Moses, okay, hang out in there, put your arms up against there, so that when I go by and my goodness, I told you last night, God's goodness is not a feeling towards you. It is a flow, and it's a flow that's similar to the pressure of the ocean on the ocean floor. If he doesn't back it off a bit, it would crush us. You betcha. The goodness of God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. True. Wow. Who's God's goodness pointed at? That's you. Gotcha. We're talking stronger than a fire hose. You know, you remember back in the, in the 1960s, what was it, Selma, Alabama, where they turned the fire hose on the, on the people? Yeah. Was it there? Yeah. Why'd they use a fire hose? Because you're not just going to stand and do what you're doing. A fire hose is going to move you. You know that God's flow is bigger than fire hose flow. Well, then why don't I see all that in my life? Because folk have an eyedropper concept of the goodness of God. Just a drop. Just a drip. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, if you could see fit. If you ever catch yourself using that phrase, God, if you could see fit, just know you're missing it. You are. You're missing it. Show me your glory. I'm going to make all my goodness pass by you. So hold on. Hold on. And we get so overcome with the pressures of life only because we're unaware of the greater pressure of his goodness. Amen. Yes. Come on. Now, if you only knew the pressure that I was under right now. But I'm not talking about the pressure of circumstances. Oh, I've been under some some pressure of circumstances. But if you're more if you're aware, fully aware of the pressure of the goodness of God, you won't even think about the pressure of the circumstances that you're under. That's, right. That's, good. That's good right there. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Can you take one more passage? Yes. Yes. Right. One more passage. Yes. Jeremiah 33. Now, we will get into the New Testament, but probably not this morning. I don't know. Oh, hallelujah. The goodness of God blow you where you never thought you could go. Amen. Amen. Put put you in a place you never thought you could be. 
I'm talking to you that are here this morning. Circumstances have dictated that this is the box that you live in. This is the level you're at. This is what you can do for God. This is where you can go. God's goodness can blow you out of that box. Blow you into the place that you realize, oh, that, that was that was in my heart long ago. Sure. Yeah. Amen. And it's not the least bit difficult for him on his side. It's actually you've never seen God do anything that he had to shower right afterwards because he got so sweaty. (laughs) You never seen him. You never seen God turn to the angels and say, guys, we're going to have to hold it back for a little bit because I just spent way too much on this on that that church down there helping them pay that off. We're going to have to we're going to have to rein it in in other areas and, and be conservative. No, sir. I have something I have something to announce to you tonight that might make you. Uh, how many people do you want left here after I'm done this weekend? <laughs> where I know we're in middle middle America, but God is not a conservative. He's a liberal. I'm not a conservative. I'm a liberal. Yes, I am. The Bible says the liberal soul shall be made fat. No, not talking about this fat. Not talking about this fat. Talking about being enlarged and increased. How many liberals we have here? Oh, say it, everybody. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. Yes, yes. I'm a liberal. That's right. Woo! You know, I wasn't talking politically. I was talking spiritually. You understand that? Now, uh, did you find... I'm having the time of my life. Thank you for for having me. Glory to God. It's just easy. I remembered it from last time. It's just so easy to preach here. And that speaks to what goes on here on a regular basis. And it's, it's a precious thing that they, they've invited me into this today. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, man, I don't think you're ready for Jeremiah 33. I don't. I'm not so sure. I mean, some of you are. Yes, yeah, some of you are. But I'm not so sure everybody is. How about y'all? Y'all, y'all really want Jeremiah 33? How do you know? It might talk about judgment and bad things. So. You okay with Jeremiah 33? You trust me? It's truth. It's truth. Okay, okay. <laughs> we just start we'll just start in verse verse six where it says, Behold, I will bring them health and cure, and I will cure them and reveal to them abundance of peace and truth. Uh, 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 oh, stop, 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 stop. Can I just quote that in the ESV, the English Standard Version? I will reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. Amen. Which direction do you guys like to run here? I mean, I I don't this way, that way. Okay, I just want to know. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel and the captivity of living word. The people there, I'll cause their captivity to turn. 
and will build them as at the first. Now, Israel and Judah, when they, what did they look like when they were first established? Now, you've got to understand, by this time, they had disobeyed. The United Kingdom of Israel had been split into the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. They had kings that didn't do right, and, and things were bad. At this time. So he's talking about, I'll rebuild them like y'all were at the first. What, what, what was it like when they were at their peak? David and Solomon. Yeah. 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 The most prosperous kingdom anybody has ever seen. Hallelujah. I'm going to take you back to that. Yeah. Now, they never have gotten back to that, have they? No, but it's not because of God. No, it's not because of God said. God said what he would do. Not all up to what he does. And he said, I'll cleanse them from their iniquity whereby they've sinned against me. I'll pardon all their iniquities. Glory to God. Whereby they've sinned, whereby they've transgressed against me. You ready? You ready? Yes. And it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and an honor before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all the good. That I do to them and they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I shall procure to them. All the goodness and all the prosperity. I, I prosper them so much that others will see and get scared and trembled and say, oh, my God, that's not normal. That's not natural. Why is that happening to them? That's why is that happening for them? That shouldn't be happening for them. All right, what is with you people getting so excited? Come on now, sit, 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 sit it on. <laughs> all the goodness, all the goodness, all the goodness. They'll, they'll hear all that you can sit. All the good that I do. They'll fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I procure to it. All the goodness, all the prosperity. Don't mess with me. Okay, I said that was the last scripture. Well, can we just get to the New Testament? Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You might say, Brother Joel, that just sounds like fantasy. For something to go from fantasy to reality, all you have to do is feed on it. Sure. Now listen, this this what I'm going to say is a negative thing. How many know that there's been people who there's been uh, we'll just use this example. There's been men who have violated women before. Yeah. Do you know that a lot of times that probably started with a fantasy? Yeah. But they meditated on that fantasy until things until they put it in motion and it became reality. Now, if that'll work for a bad thing, amen. That sounds just like like fairy tale stuff. Thank you. Good, good. Listen, all a fairy tale story is is the story of somebody who had the limits removed from their life. And and the, the the good news is we're not trying to get God to take the limits off your life. He's already done it. We're just trying to show we're just trying to draw different boundaries than what than what circumstances and the enemy and unrenewed thinking have drawn. 
Yeah. We're blowing out your boundaries here today, this weekend. I, I, I can't believe you didn't advertise that as a blowing out the boundaries service. Now, did you find that scripture? Which one did I tell you to go to? All right, all right, all right. Well, you can guess, Pastor. I know you know it. All right. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Hang on a second. I need to get me a paper Bible here, but uh, I left without bringing one. So this works, though. Verse 11. You ready? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children... How much less? How much more? How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to those that ask Him? We're talking about the goodness of God. Proclaiming it. Why? So you don't give up. So you don't give out. So that you, so that you have something... Through which to believe, to see it in the land of the living, to see his goodness manifest in your life to the degree that he desires. What's the degree that he desires? Um, To the place where you're not sure if you're going to live or die because of the intensity of it. (laughs) (laughs) To the place where others are talking about it. And this is my opinion. All I'm doing is preaching the Bible. And we hadn't got to the New Testament yet. Well, you said, wait a second. Yeah, we have Matthew. No, no, no. When I say New Testament, I'm talking about post-redemption. The Gospels, although they're in what we call the New Testament, really are a transitional period. Amen. And so everything we've talked about so far is God saying, this is what I'll do. This is what I'll do. Here, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father give good things to those that ask? It's all, it, we're all still talking about what God will do. Just you wait till you come back and hear about what he's already done. But anyhow, anyhow, listen. Listen. You know how to give good things to your children. Now, how old is she now? She's two and a half. She's speaking now. And what does she ask for things when she wants things? Yes. What she ask for? Milk. Does she does she ask in a polite fashion or a demanding fashion? Usually it's just a one word command. Milk. It's a command. Milk. Milk. That's what Milk. Milk. And what do you give her? Milk. You are a good mother. You are a good mom. You give milk when she doesn't even ask. As, and don't feel bad because when I was that age, I had a lot of problems as well. And I didn't ask as politely as I should sometimes. Yeah. And there's times where I would just like have outbursts <laughs> and scream. Yeah. And really, and really there was times, several times a day, I would just go to the bathroom wherever I was. <laughs> you know. And, th- and there's even times where after I'd eat, I just spit right back up on whoever was around. So I had a lot of problems as a young as a young one. So don't feel bad. But but you being being natural, being carnal, 
You know how to give good things to your children. I'll tell you, I I have two kids. They're a blessing. They are. I don't get to see them as much as I like because they're they're grown and gone a little bit. But uh, they, they are such a blessing. And early on, I got hold of these things and and I I asked God to help me do some things for them if they qualified. You know what I mean by qualified, meaning if they were living for God, if they were living like they should. And and uh, my son, he never gave us an ounce of trouble, really, really growing up. I mean, an ounce, but but not much more than an ounce. But just a great kid growing up and, and living, living right, living godly. He turned 16. My wife and I were able to buy him a brand new car. Now, my daughter, she was a little bit more what we call push the envelope. You know what I mean? She was on the edge a little bit. She pushed the envelope. And uh, so I told my wife, I'm not going to do that for her. Come on. Because uh, it just I, I just didn't. You know, she, she I loved her, sure. um, but I'm just not going to do that. It wasn't in my heart to to bless her because she was pushing the envelope all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'd say the rules and she'd modify them yeah. a little bit. She wasn't a, again, wasn't a bad girl, wasn't off into into horrible things, yeah. but still kind of kind of going that direction. And the Lord dealt with me. Get her a car. She's about to turn 16. Yeah. Get and get her. Just get her a car. And. uh I said, well, that's interesting. Okay, I wasn't going to get her any car. <laughs> and we went to we went to a dealership because I, you look online first sometimes. And I saw they had some slightly used ones and uh, went down there. And it was the last day of the month, some promotions going on at the dealership. And long story short, we ended up buying a brand new car. <laughs> Glory to God. And paid cash for it. That was a blessing. It was the first time. First yeah. time we'd ever paid cash for a brand new vehicle. God. Amen. Amen. Uh, the first, my sons, we financed, paid it off, you know. But this one, we paid, we actually were able to just write a check, pay cash for it. And we, we were at a place where we could do that at that moment. Exactly. And uh, I'm like, didn't make, didn't make sense to me because I was thinking I wasn't. Do you know that when she opened that, uh, we wrapped up the key real nice. Wow. When she opened that brand new car, it turned her to God. It turned her to God. Isn't that interesting? You just got to be led raising your kids. Be led. And so, although it wasn't my intention, we bought both of our kids a brand new car. (laughs) And uh, am I better than God? No. Huh? I'm just trying to be a good parent. It, It gave me... Such joy to do that for my kids. They thought they were blessed. My daughter, she saw that. She she looked at that key. And I had my neighbor next door neighbor was out of town. So I hid the car on his property. (laughs) And then then right before right before, you know, we were going to celebrate. I drove it into our driveway. And so she she got that thing. She went and looked outside. She goes, oh. And she saw the she saw the the white trimmed leather seats in it. It was, it was a beautiful car, and uh, she's like, "This is brand new." I said, "Yeah, honey, it's brand new." And she started pressing into God from that time. See, but God knew that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have had any way to know that. But anyhow, you, you give good gifts to your kids. That was a good gift. Yeah. What kind of desires do you have for your children? Yes. Huh? Amen. How much more? 
How much more? How much more does your father want to give good things? Good things. Good things. Come on, say it with me. If I say it, if I say it four or five times, that's that's your cue. You can start saying it with good things. Good things. Good things. Good things. He's a good God. Gives good things. Good things. Isn't it interesting? Did it actually say good things? Hey. Things. So you mean God's interested in more than just spiritual things? Material. Good things. Now, religion will get confused. I know I'm closing up here. So, so, uh, but but religion will get confused about what's good. Is it good to be healed or is it good to be sick? Don't get confused about that. Don't listen to don't listen to preachers that say, well, you know, God has a purpose and this is a good thing. It's a blessing in disguise. Last time I read the Bible, it wasn't God who disguises himself. It was the enemy who disguises himself as an angel of the light. God's not trying to disguise nothing. Is it good when you don't know if your car is going to make it or not make it? Or you don't know if your kid's going to make it because. <laughs> Amen. Now, a car is just an example. It, it, it's all going to it's eventually going to rust. It's eventually going to burn. It's eventually going to get crushed in the crusher. Right. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. But you can have good things or not good things. And God gives good things. Not the same way we would. Much more, much more, much more, much more, much more. I've got desires for I've got desires for my kids, but I've got to be fully convinced of the goodness of God. Amen. There's my my son is a uh, he's a video editor for Pastor Nancy Dufresne. And he and so all her TV show, he edits that he puts it together for her. And um I've never, I should watch the show. Anyhow, <laughs> I just don't speak Russian. And so, uh, anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, I, I want to buy, I want to buy him a computer, a new computer, because what he has, he can only go to the office and work because what he has is inadequate. Yeah. And see, that's just a desire yeah. of my I need one for me, but before I get one for me, I'm going to get one for him. Sure. Yeah. I don't have the, it's about $3,000. I don't have that right now to do that. But I, my wife and I, we are committed. We are on that. We want to bless him yeah. with that to enable him to be a greater blessing yes. for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. 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 Am I better than God? No, no. no. If I would do that for my kids. Yeah. How much more? So what is it that you need that you think God hasn't provided or isn't doing? Huh? Or you're not convinced that he'd really do it for you. How much more? How much more? How much more? People every day accuse God of being less of a parent than they are to their own children. Sad. How much more? How much more? 
Uh, we, we ain't getting it like we could, but I understand. Uh, we, we've got a lot today, haven't we? We've, got, we've taken in a lot already. Glory to God. You want to come back tonight and, and get, you don't want to miss tonight. You might miss half your life. Hallelujah. Stand up with us if you would this morning. How much more? How much more? How much more? Glory to God. How much more shall your father give good things? Woo!